Slam for Sunday, January 31st, 2021. It is just afternoon here on Sunday. Tonight is the Royal Rumble in the old WWE. If that interests you, I believe the major match is there. We have Goldberg taking on Drew McIntyre. We have the Women's and Men's Royal Rumble. I don't know what the title picture looks like for anyone else there. Is Kevin Owens fighting Roman Reigns? I believe is another one or something like that. Uh, I went and ate a slice of cake. Right before this, and then forgot to bring a drink downstairs, so I'm just going to be low-key choking for the next 20 minutes. Genie's Cake, if you're a local here to Winnipeg, Manitoba, you know of Genie's Cake. You know the power of the Genie's Cake. Uh, you, you, there's no sitting on the fence with the Genie's Cake. You are all in, or you you hate it. I've seen families turn to dust over uh, over that cake. It is it, nothing. It's so it's not very sweet. It is a very low-key sweet cake uh, when they're fresh, delicious, icing, those little curly uh, chocolate bits on the outside. A cookie bottom, uh, if you get the right kind of cake. And then uh, a banana-flavored cake is uh, one of their uh, staples. I usually just get the marble or or what have you, when, you know, when I'm in the mood for cake. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> let's choke it down and talk about AW Dynamite for Wednesday, January 27th, 2021 from Daly's Place in Jacksonville. Florida. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Welcomes JR. JR introduces Tony Schiavone, who introduces the opening match, which will be Ke uh, Eddie Kingston, or Keddie Ingston, either way, uh, versus Lance uh, Archer. Excalibur reminds us of the shenanigans at the Battle Royale uh, weeks and weeks ago uh, that I've long forgotten that led uh, led to this this program, led to these two men clashing here. Lance Archer and Jake the Snake, a rival, uh, modest pyro here. Everybody dies. Archer sends uh, Jake to the back. Jake reluctantly leaves. Eddie fires up on Lance with some chops. Uh, Archer boots him to the mat, running back elbows in the corner to Kingston. Kingston works Archer's leg, bites him, chops him, thumb to the eye. Elbow to the back of the head. It's not pretty, but it's working. Eddie, with a series of knuckle sandwiches to Archer's small ribs and kidneys, Lance Archer weathers the storm, and with a blazoned chest... Mounts his comeback. Powerful clubbing strikes and chops to Kingston, who writhes in pain. These men brawl outside the ring. Archer says something threatening to the camera in a whispered voice. Back in the ring, Lance drops Eddie from the full Nelson position, spiking him onto the canvas. Archer, with a quick splash in the corner, breaks his own pin at one. Kingston attempts to uh, t attempts a surprise backfist. Surprise! Archer catches it. Kingston slips to the mat with a uh, basement drop kick, gets a pin attempt on Archer, who promptly kicks out. Archer kicks Kingston up for the blackout. Kingston slips free, eats a boot to the face. Archer with a massive choke slam. He grins into the camera. JR questions why he isn't going for a cover. I think that's a mistake. Archer walks the rope. Moonsault press. Kingston lays motionless. Archer doesn't pin him. Suddenly, Butcher and Plate, uh, Blade appear on the ramp, holding a beaten Jake the Snake. Or just a horizontal Jake the Snake. I don't know that he necessarily looked beaten up or jumped uh, as much as it is just like, this man is not on his feet and he's being dragged to the ring. Archer with the re and the ref are distracted. Bunny slips Kingston a lead plate or something to that effect. Archer uh, turns into a loaded backfist from Eddie. Kingston pins Archer. One, two, three. Butcher and Blade attack Archer after the match. Jake crawls slowly to the ring. Useless. Kingston with a massive backfist on Archer. The ref covers Lance Archer uh, and orders Eddie and his crew to the back. And that crew leaves. Uh, this is fine. Uh, this is a great match. Eddie Kingston's great. Lance Archer's great. The Lance Archer character is always interesting because, again, he... It's like, why didn't he go for the pin? Doesn't he want the W? Lance Archer... 
I don't know that Lance Archer really cares about every W as much as he cares about being able to inflict as much pain as possible in the ring where it's like allowed in his job. Uh, so I, I think this is the right outcome here. Um, I, I hope they're heating Eddie up for something maybe with Darby or something after uh, the street fight business at Revolution. Uh, I think Kingston could... I think Kingston should hold a belt at some point. Obviously, like maybe not a tag... Unless he and Moxley reconcile and go for the tag belts or something. There are so many options. Uh, but I want to see gold on Kingston at some point. Tonight... Young Bucks and Good Brothers versus Dark Order, which will consist of Uno, Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds. Earlier tonight on the AEW Awards, or or ESPN Awards, I don't think there was an AEW Awards, uh, Shaq called out Cody, and Cody will respond tonight. Shaq, like the like the basketball player. Uh, Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy, Tully and Cash will be handcuffed to Luchasaurus for the duration of this match. And Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Shanna, who we haven't seen for quite a while. Hangman Page versus the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth. MJF and Jericho versus the Varsity Blondes, Pillman Jr. and Garrison. Uh, we're going to hype the street fight at Revolution Sunday, March 7th on pay-per-view. Brian Cage and Ricky Starks with Taz versus Sting and the TNT champion Darby Allen. We will hear from John Moxie up next. Moxie tries to piece together the situation with the Elite and the Good Brothers. How is this family supposed to get along? And then there's Pac and the Death Triangle, who will uh, who he will be teaming with at Beach Break next week. He's a simple guy, water room temperature, sex in the morning. This is fun, gang warfare. Who knows what will happen? It's going to be wild, don't blink. February 3rd at Beach Break, Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Moxley, Pac, and Phoenix. Carl Anderson's pose on this title card is incredible. Like he's holding an invisible machine gun. I believe I've seen this before and just have forgotten about it, but this is good. That's good stuff, Carl Anderson. I don't I don't have a lot of business complimenting Carl Anderson. So here, here we are. Uh, Chris Jericho and MGF with Wardlow at ringside. Also, most of the inner circle uh, ends up accompanying them here. Versus the Varsity Blondes. They will wrestle next. But first, we need to hear from uh, Sting and Darby about their street fight. Sting cuts a promo next to a crouching Darby in an abandoned warehouse with smashed windows, which is where you would... The place you would picture Sting and Darby hanging out was this. Uh, so credit to the uh, set, the set decorators, I guess, in that in that case. Calls Darby a hoodlum, hoodlum, rather. Darby says on the streets, it's not about clean or dirty, it's about survival. He smashes a window and tosses his skateboard through it. Fail army. Uh, I am a hoodlum, just like you. Sting furiously smashes windows with his bat. Sting agrees that he is a, ho a hoodlum. And that was the segment. Cool. Uh, presumably going to be like a pre-recorded bit. Uh, some kind of... I don't want to use the word staged. Uh, but like a pre-recorded like stadium stampede match. Bars set high for street fights. That last Best Friends or Santana Ortiz street fight was just so much fun. Uh, so looking forward to this. Sure. The announced team harkens back to MJF's buzzer beater win over Sammy Guevara last week. A chorus of Judah rings through Daly's place, audio mix sounding good this week. MJF grabs a mic uh, to let Sammy know they have to talk after the match. Uh, talks some shit to Griff Garrison, mentions the humiliating match they had last. Tells Garrison to quit. Garrison decks MJF and gets in some good licks on this heel. MJF grabs a chair at ringside. His inner circle brethren calm him down and unequip his chair. MJF gets back in the ring and tags in Jericho. The crowd boos at MJF. Uh, Garrison tags in Pillman Jr., and they run wild on Jericho for a time. The announced team puts over the history between Pillman and Jericho, that's Pillman Sr. and Pillman Jr., I guess now, uh, who is now taking control of the match with heavy strikes uh, to Pillman Jr., a commercial, and some tags later. We get a thrust kick from Pillman, flattens Jericho, Pillman Jr. with a near fall. Tony Schiavone buries Pillman Jr. for looking uh, around stunned instead of pressing the attack after uh, Jericho kicks out here. Messy-looking jump kick from Pillman sends he and Jericho spilling outside the ring. Back inside, Pillman off the top rope into Jericho's Judas Effect elbow. 
this match is over, but some business to take care of uh, with the internet. Chris Jericho hits a beautiful lion salt, smiles at the haters, and pins Pillman Jr. 1-2-3 to win. The inner circle celebrates in the ring, middle fingers for all. Yeah, Jericho just hits the, like, just textbook, beautiful, like, video game tutorial. This is what a lion salt looks like uh, right here with the big smile. It was fantastic for Chris Jericho. But poor motherfucker, like, ate Matt with his forehead on that lion salt last week, and it was not his fault uh, at all, if you go back and take a look. Pac in, uh, in his flat... In his wrestling gear, glistening, cuts a promo in front of a sick CRT DVD VCR combo. Pac calls Callus a clown, calls them all manipulators. You hit us, we hit you back. Face the consequences, referring to uh, the Good Brothers attack on Penta. Tony Schiavone in the ring introduces Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson. We get a flashback to the waiting room segment from last week as Cody and Arn make their way to the ring. With Jade Cargill smacking Cody in the face, Tony Schiavone welcomes Cody to respond to Shaq or Jade Cargill. Respond. Long pause. Respond to Shaq. Respond to Jade. Would love to say Sunday, March 7th, it would be he and Brandy versus Jade and Shaq. Can't say that because Brandy is having a baby. <laughs> the crowd chants uh, AE dub at this. Uh, Cody defers uh, to his coach who recently gave him shit for his long match with Peter Avalon. Uh, the announcers, or Cody, actually says uh, JR did that as well. Uh, Arn asks everyone to bear with him as he contradicts himself tonight. Uh, you're going to be a dad. That should be first and all-encompassing thought. June 29th, 1985, mean anything to you, Cody? Cody shakes his head no. I saw your dad crawl in the ring with Tully fight uh, and fight 30 minutes, fly across the country, and get there in time to see the birth of Cody Rhodes. Cody tears up. Weird that the date didn't mean anything to him, because it was either his birthday or the day before his birthday. But I digress. A, a dusty chant here. Uh, if you choose March 7th to jump in this revolutionary, incredible show that's going down that night, do it with your eyes wide open. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Arn puts over Shaq as a world-class athlete. Every time Jade walks in a room, uh, she dominates the entire area. I've seen something the last two weeks. I can't. It can't be measured or named. I'd like you to see something. Come on down. Arn beckons Red Velvet from the back. Velvet sasses her way into the ring, grabs a massive microphone, and cuts a promo into the camera. She's fed up and tired of Jade talking shit to Brandy while she cannot defend herself. Everybody knows Cody won't lay a hand on Jade, but I will. I'm Red Velvet, I'm gonna stir that bitch ass up. Tony Schiavone says the ball is in Shaq and Jade's court. Unless I missed it, Cody did not get a chance to actually respond to either of these people during the segment. Uh, but that match is set for Revolution, presumably. Next week at Beach Break, Penelope and Kip's wedding? What happened to the bachelor party? What happened to Billy Mitchell? What happened, best man Miro? What the fuck is going on here? I was promised something awful, I'm sure. Uh, Charles the butler will also be there. Uh, another thing that, like, well, here's the stipulation, and now he's a butler. And that's... And that's it. Uh, so we assume Orange Cassidy's gonna be ruining the wedding? Uh... The, the face ruining the wedding, I guess. But, like, Kip and Penelope, eh. They, they haven't really done anything so heelish that you want to see their wedding ruined. You know what I mean? I think the bachelor party would be a much cooler thing to get ruined, but apparently the bachelor party is just not... Unless it's happening on BTE or, or something else. No bachelor party for Kip. Hangman Page works his way to the ring. The Hollywood hunk is already waiting for him. Tony asks the announced team their thoughts on the Dark Order situation. With uh, Hangman Adam Page. Excalibur thinks he made his decision in the moment and the group thing isn't for him right now. Hangman with a big old shoulder tackle and boot to Nemeth. Uh, Page boots Nemeth into the corner, crossbodies him on the outside, back in the ring, a dropkick, and a cover on Hangman who kicks out 
uh, before one. Big Money Matt Hardy appears at ringside, scouting one of the men in the match. I wonder who. Uh, Nemeth gets his obligatory enhancement talent heat in. Hardy cheers for Adam Page, who drops Nemeth with some lariats and a spinebuster. Uh, sliding lariat, pin, two count. Nemeth regrettably kicks out here. Hangman with some more clothesline based offense. Nemeth spikes Hangman for a surprise near fall. Discus lariat to Nemeth, whipped into the ropes, hit again. Page sets up and hits the buckshot lariat. One, two, three. Hangman Page wins. And applauding Matt Hardy ascends the ramp and goes to leave. Page beckons him over. Tony Schiavone appears with a microphone to investigate the situation. I meant no offense, says Hardy. I was just here to support you. I've been watching you, and you look lost. I was with you at Stadium Stampede, and I know how much you love Kenny and the Bucks. Matt Hardy genuinely tells it like it is here. Tells Paige he's a good person and you deserve to be happy. Uh, says he's uh, seen him dressing in the hallways near catering. He's welcome to use Hardy's giant dressing room. Heyman's theme plays. Hangman doesn't want to uh, work where he plays. He doesn't want to change in the bar that he's always sitting in. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. You got to keep Hangman busy here, just spinning in circles as a babyface until uh, the championship situation kind of opens up to him uh, after you move on from the from the current Moxley, Bucks, Kenny, Good Brothers thing. Uh, then you can insert Adam Page as a, as a challenger there. But this is fine. Matt Hardy was good here. Uh, the match was fine. Went a little long again for a match with fucking Nemeth. Uh he's fought like it's nothing against him or Peter Avalon or anything, but these are the top babyface guys and half as long a match, uh, I think would be plenty, uh, to get in that little, little bit of uh, 90, 10 heat, uh, and then just have the, the faces put them, put them away. It doesn't have to be a finishing move either. That, that, that sliding lariat pin could like to make hangman page seem more dangerous that, Oh no, it's not just the buckshot lariat. He can put people away with, I think would be fine too. Dax versus Jungle Boy is up next, baby. A neat video package hypes this match as FTR and Tully enter the ring. Uh, Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express enter to Tarzan Boy. This fucking entrance is going to be so over when fans return. The referee and additional official at ringside handcuff Cash and Tully to each of Luchasaurus's wrists as Jungle Boy continues to play. Tarzan Boy, sorry. Interchangeable. These men square off and lock up. Mono a mono. Who is the better pro wrestler? The crowd sings Tarzan Boy, sort of. Dax uh, takes Jungle Boy to the mat with a tight headlock. Jungle whipped into the ropes. Massive shoulder tackle from Dax. Jungle Boy slowly stands. Dax runs the ropes. Jungle Boy evades and hits a kick. Tully and Cash try to reach their ally. With Luchasaurus holding them down, they aren't going anywhere. Jungle Boy eats a boot and some more abuse in the corner before trading some chops of his own. Dax boots Jungle in the nuts. Deemed not a low blow, Dax runs the ropes, is suckered into shoulder tackling the ring post. Jungle Boy grabs Dax's stinging left arm and applies pressure, trying for an arm bar. Dax uppercuts Jungle Boy to escape. JR compares Dax to Arn Anderson in the ring. And uh, from what I've seen of classic Arn Anderson, there's, there's a gravitas, there's a posturing, and I understand exactly what he's talking about. Jungle Boy sends Dax outside and tries to slide out. Dax tosses him into the barricade. Now Luchasaurus is leaning forward, trying to help his friend as Cash and Tully sit back. Uh, Dax lays the smackdown on Jungle as we head to picture-in-picture. Picture. Northern Light suplex for a two-count on Jungle Boy. All the announcers put over Dax's performance here. Well-deserved. Uh, Jungle Boy grabs a sleeper hold. Dax dumps him on his ass. Uh, some quick covers here. I realized after three or four minutes that I'd forgotten to take notes during this segment. I was too enthralled at this match. A superplex uh, to Jungle Boy damages Dax's arm further. He attempts a pin on Jungle Boy who kicks out at 2.9. Uh, Dax is furious and boots Jungle Boy. Jungle powers to his feet and smacks Dax in the face. Um, Dax slugs him. Multi-hit combo from Jungle Boy. Dax hits back, back and forth. Great offensive striking sequence here. Powerbomb attempt. Jungle reverses for a pin attempt. Slingshot. Liger bomb on Jungle Boy. He kicks out at two. Dax grabs Jungle Boy's arms. 
for a Snapdragon Jungle Boy with some uh, with some shit, including a code breaker. I have right here with some shit. Uh, Jungle Boy with some shit, including a code breaker and a German suplex swinging misses. Uh, DDT swinging misses DDT. Wow. I was really into this match. I wasn't even looking at my notes as I was writing them. I believe we get a swinging DDT here. Near fall attempt. Uh, I missed a lot in here. Suffice it to say, go out there and, and watch this match. It's fucking phenomenal. On Brett's rope, Jungle Chops and Headbutts Dax. Uh, jumps onto Dax. They roll through some near falls. Jungle Boy hits a crucifix pin. Uh, more pinning predicaments. Absolutely incredible. Snare trap on Dax. Tully and Cash reach for him. Jungle Boy wrenches back on Dax's hurting arm. And Dax taps. Jungle Boy wins by submission here in an absolutely glorious match. As soon as Tully and Cash are freed, uh, they very aggressively uh, attack Tully with some dust or something in the eyes of Luchasaurus. Cash, Tully, and Dax gang up, gang up on Jungle Boy with a slingshot suplex, a spiked pile driver to Luchasaurus from Tully. Dax and Cash handcuff Luchasaurus to the ropes and cut off his horns with some scissors. Marco Stunt, SCU, and Top Flight finally arrive to save the baby faces. This was great. Um... There's a lot of fantastic tag team talent in AEW. Uh, second to none, even, you could you could say. Uh, but a lot of these tag teams are built up by guys who can can do singles matches like this, can do these five-star matches. Uh, and, and to me, that's what this was. It told a story. There was some stuff on the, on the outside of the ring that didn't come inside the ring. Uh, they kept all the interference or the, the that angle to the very end so Jungle Boy could get a very clean win here. A well-deserved win, a hard-fought hard win. This took nothing away from Dax, who is self-admittedly a tag team wrestler and relies on heel tactics to win. Uh, that doesn't make him any less of a pro wrestler. That's just his angle right now. And with that taken away... Uh, and Jungle Boy allowed to just shine uh, with his own move move list here. Uh, you got what you got. And it was absolutely fantastic. I even like the thing at the end here uh, where Tully had just brought a, a, a pocket full of sand knowing that at some point I'm gonna I'm obviously going to need this. Uh, and then uh, cutting off the horns on the Luchasaurus mask. Maybe there's a new Luchasaurus mask coming. This is all great. Everybody should watch this. It makes me think of uh, guys like Frankie Kazarian and these other guys that... Uh, you know, Frankie Kazarian's getting up there in years, I guess, comparatively to the rest of the roster, but doing a singles match like this where you can really put somebody over like this is absolutely phenomenal. This was a great match. It was the match of the night, easily. Shanna, uh, on a five-match winning streak, I think I'm told here, even though it says she's like 3-0 and or something like that, uh, will she make it six versus Britt Baker? That seems contrary to what happens later in the show, but... But first we hear from Team Taz with their response. Taz and his goons assault some merch sellers in the darkest part of the parking lot for carrying Sting and Darby gear. These poor guys are tossed around the cement, lawn darted into the side of the trailer, and put through the merch table. We're going to beat your ass uh, at the street fight, yells Taz. Double birds from Britt Baker DMD as she makes her entrance. Reba touches up her makeup and accompanies her to the ring. Shanna, long time no see. Excalibur says she's recently moved to the USA from France to compete. Shanna in her Dragon Ball gear. Britt in red and gold. Shanna and Britt exchange holds. Reba pulls Britt out of the way of a dropkick. Shanna rakes her chest across the bottom rope. Uh, Baker with a sling blade to Shanna on the outside before rolling into the ring for picture in picture. Uh, building pretty quiet for this one. Uh, Baker grinds her boot into Shanna's face. Swinging neckbreaker, Shanna kicks out. Rebel applies a glove to Britt's right hand. Britt casually gets into position behind Shanna, uh, who gets a surprise pin attempt in Shanna with more posing, uh, doing like a spirit bomb kind of thing, which is... Listen, uh, she's got the Goku gear, so, you know right time and place, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think stuff like this works when nobody knows who you are. Maybe in the same way that a Chris Statlander alien gimmick does, like on an indie, where it's just like, who is this? All you know is they are an alien. All you know is they are dressed as Goku and they're doing spirit bomb poses. That's fine. On a canonical TV show where we'll be seeing you week after week. 
I, I think we lose that stuff. That's just my opinion. Uh, Shannon with more posing hits a dropkick on Britt. Reba distracts the ref from uh, what? I don't I don't know. Uh, but Britt hits the lockjaw and Shanna kicks out. This is the opposite of the match last week. And we'll just leave it at that. After the bell, Baker continues uh, to assault Shanna. Thunder Rosa's music hits and she comes flying down to the ring. Rosa and Baker will meet next week at Beach Break. Rosa attends to Shanna in the ring. MJF and a camera crew find Sammy in a bar. MJF says he did not tell Wardlow to get involved last week. He docked his pay. Sammy asks MJF if he thinks he's an idiot. He sees exactly what he's up to. MJF asks Sammy if he wants to play it this way. Sammy replies he replies he's not playing. And uh, these two men have a, 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 a behind-the-curtain uh, feud going within the inner circle. So, slow burn. Next week at Beach Break Tag Team Battle Royale for the title shot at AEW Revolution. This includes Dark Order, Private Party, FDR, Bucks, Top Flight, The Acclaimed, and all Inner Circle teams. I thought the point of the match was uh, was last week that the winning team became the official team of the Inner Circle. Uh, which would make Jericho and MGF the tag representatives. But I guess Jericho undid that by saying they could all challenge any time for the championships or something. So like if a slot is open, then yeah, of course, everybody can just be in it. I don't know. The Bucks, who are the tag team champions, if they win... Uh, they get to choose their opponents at Revolution. We also will have the wedding of Penelope and Kip. We'll have Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. We'll have Omega and Good Brothers versus Moxley, Pac, and Phoenix. And look towards Revolution, the street fight. And soon the Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament. The first round, we will see Serena D versus Riho. Another returning face. Your main event is up next, Bucks and Brothers versus Dark Order. Brothers and Bucks are backstage with Dasha. Nobody is mic'd up. We only have Dasha's mic for sound. Good Brothers hype the Bucks up. Bucks say they have no issue with them, but they don't like Don Callis' involvement. Kenny and Callis enter, and it's hard to keep track of who's saying what here. Callis has a bandage on his face covering uh, his supposedly in, uh, supposed injury from last week. Buck's music hits, and they enter the ring. The fact that the injury from last week is confusing, the fact that we assume it's the Bucks that gave it to them, but the Bucks are faces, and the Bucks are... I think this can all be done better. Uh, it's it's fine, but I think there's some stuff around the edge where I don't know if they're just too excited uh, to be working this this th what they have going on here. I have no idea, but some a certain je ne sais quoi is missing from these segments, and uh, everybody involved is talented and great. Uh, it's just some of the storytelling is a little confusing here, like Matt being like, "Oh, the bandage on your face does that hurt?" Oh, Matt, did you assault this man? Like you can't. Attack non-wrestlers uh, off-screen, uh, or imply it. If if not them, then what happened? Did Callus hurt himself? Wouldn't the Bucks then be incredulous that this guy is, like, pretending that the Bucks injured him when they didn't? It doesn't make sense. Bucks music hits and they enter the ring. Built from Tokyo, Japan, the Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, enter next. Gallows treats his belt as if it's a massive dick, swinging between his legs before throwing it haphazardly into the ring. Uh, Dark Order hits the ramp. Uno, Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds will be in action. Uno and Anderson start things off. Uno gets a lot in to start. Excalibur mentions something about Private Party winning a contenders match on Impact for the tag champions over there. Silver and Gallows now square off. Gallows taunts Silver for his lack of height. Anderson kicks Silver in the back, uh, then drops off the apron. Silver mistakes the culprit for Nick Jackson and punches him off the apron. Matt Jackson and Reynolds tagged in. Nick tagged in for some uh, Bucks tag team offense. Time uh, to too sweet. Bucks and Brothers... Are all in the ring beating on Reynolds. Uh, they too sweet leaving Gallows in who quickly tags in Matt. Anderson continues to cheat uh, at the disadvantage of his partners, the Bucks. Grayson in the ring. Some explosive moves. Pro Frog splash off the top rope for a near fall on Anderson. Uh, referee Rick Knox misses a tag, in un uh, a tag in from Uno. He argues with Dark Order while the Good Brothers assault Grayson. Grayson catches Nick midair for a sit-down face buster. 
I think. Matt and the Good Brothers take out all the Dark Order members outside uh, to cut off the hot tag. Dark Order fights free and back to their corner. Only Silver makes it. Grayson crawls for the tag. Silver in against a dazed Matt Jackson. Uh, Nick Jackson, sorry. JR puts over John Silver. Big here. Silver runs wild outside the ring on all his opponents. Suplex on Nick near fall. This uh, this part, where this bit where Silver runs and decks everybody outside the ring. Uh, the camera work, the production on it was handled perfectly. Silver is stunned. Tags in Uno. Uno catches Nick's leg, passes it to the ref, and hits a cutter. Uh, Matt Jackson tagged in. He suplexes Grayson and Uno at once. Double clothesline to Silver and Reynolds. Dark Order with a massive combo of finishing move here. It just looked uh, incredible. Anderson barely breaks this up. Nick Jackson super kicks a member, uh, sorry, a number of the Dark Order members in defense of his brother. Escalera to the outside. Uh, Nick Anderson and Gallows powerbomb everyone but Grayson onto the apron. All four men super kick Grayson. Uno breaks the pin and gets a magic killer for his trouble. Meltzer Driver and Matt pins Grayson. One, two, three. Bucks and Good Brothers win, uh, which makes sense. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, Dark Order is very, very over. They're making Brody proud here. Uh, now to find a way to book them to win. How do we do it? Matt Jackson on the mic. We're in the Battle Royale. Uh, and if we win, we get to pick our opponents at Revolution. And it can be anybody. Bucks and Brothers, too sweet on that. Just like lock it in. Implying that the Bucks would choose them if they win. Phoenix attempts a sneak attack alone. Just... Sure. He's overpowered, but Moxley appears to even the odds. Omega comes running to the ring with his boot in hand. Moxley notices him and spikes him with a paradigm shift. Moxley and Phoenix pose on the ring and we head off the air. I'm sorry to say that Phoenix is probably being pinned in that match next week. Uh, but this was a great show with a lot of great pro wrestling. I uh, can't stress enough. Watch that Jungle Boy and Dax Harwood match. Just the good stuff. That's going to do it for the show. Short and sweet. At, tis, uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Uh, Lee at TitsyIceBro.com is my email address if you want to send us questions, topics, anything you want to talk about. Check out Public Beta Podcast, which typically goes up on Wednesdays. We're in the middle of Game of the Year right now, which will conclude on this following Wednesday. And then we have a Cyberpunk Super episode coming up soon. That's going to do it for me, Lee. Uh, enjoy the Royal Rumble if that's your thing tonight. And we'll talk to you again next week when there's another Dynamite. Uh, when the beach break happens here on February 3rd in negative 35 degrees. And that's the Sultan's Up. Fire.